Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. That is exactly what scripture said here. Go and preach everywhere the gospel and baptize them. And um, if they don't receive, then their penalty is eternal death. You can put hell there. If they ain't going to receive it, you might as well go on. I don't care how you say it. If they don't receive it, they ain't going to. He said, and, and these attesting signs, watch, I like this. These attesting signs will accomplish those who believe. Did you hear that? These attesting signs. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. They went out everywhere and the Lord working with them. Read that with me, or you can read it after me. They went out everywhere and the Lord working with them. Let's do it again. They went out and preached everywhere the Lord working with them. One more time. They went out and preached everywhere the Lord working with them. Now, I like that because if God ain't with you, go home. Just go to your house. I had a friend of mine went to India and he took his real famous preacher at the time with him to India. He'd never been to India. This is his first time to India. And when he got out of the car, the uh, man was picking up a bag, and it was golf clubs. He said, what is this bag? He said, well, I brought my golf clubs. I want to play a little golf on them here. He said, you don't find no golf courses here. You might want to take that bag and yourself get back on that airplane. They went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord working with them. I want to say an unpreached gospel is a no gospel. An unpreached gospel is a no gospel. I preached a message one time and entitled it, The Good News Is The Bad News Is Wrong. The gospel is good news. The good news is the bad news is wrong. Sister, when the, when the refrigerators is dry and the warehouses is dry, he, I, I've been in pastoring 44 years, the same church, 54 years, the same woman. I can tell you, you when you hit those dry moments, it's preparing for new stuff, Amen. better stuff. Amen. Clean the shelves off, paint the shelves. Man asked me a question years ago and I stuck with me. He said, What does a farmer do? What does a farmer do when it's wintertime like this and there's no fields to plow, no crops to uh, harvest? What do you do? And the man said, Repair the plows, sharpen the plows, work with the twos. Don't wait till spring to start your work. I do a little sideline work, uh, polishing, waxing floors because my son does some floor work and I can pick up a few dollars on the side and, uh, you know, don't tell Kathy about that. And, and I can spend it the way I want to without an explanation, Mama. And I went out yesterday, oh, my God, it was cold. I knew when I got outside, I, cold weather and me do not mix. 
Oh, I was raised poor. We had 15, mom had 15 kids and 20-something kids, all of us together. And I don't like cold weather. I can remember sleeping with, mom, you didn't have a, a seven, eight-room house. You had a four-room house, and you didn't have beds for each one. You piled them beds, you piled them youngers in that bed every way you can. And I can promise you, before you got up the next morning, one of them kids had done peed on you. <laughs> It felt pretty good because it's pretty cold. <laughs> Thank God for a little warmth. They went out everywhere and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. The book of Acts is called Acts because of action of the apostles. Like Brother Mark said, I'm an apostle. Well, who your apostle over? I'm a bishop. Who your bishop over? Somebody, I was in a restaurant in Tallapoosa the other day, they said, well, are you a bishop? And I could tell by the way they said it, they thought, thought they had a mouthful of crap. <laughs> I said, yes, sir, I'm a bishop. Well, what does a bishop mean? I said, first of all, it's a biblical word. It's in the Bible. Read your Bible. If it's not in the Bible, don't believe it. Saw to shut him up. The book of Acts is called Acts because of actions. You are a church of action. You're not just sitting here. You're moving. Matthew 9, 37 says, Then he said to his disciples, You know what I had to learn? Brother, Brother Mark was talking about the nakedness of the thing. I've had, I had a similar situation, Brother Mark. I've had a similar Because it was years where I was trying to be someone else. R.W. Schombach, you don't have no problems. All you need is faith in God. I was always trying to be somebody other than who I was. One of my members walked up to me one day and says to me, Pastor, when are you going to be you? We, hear all, we can hear these other people through you, but when are you going to be you? That woke me up. That told me something. They didn't come to hear R.W., they come to see and hear Daryl Gooden. And I was always trying to be someone else. And when you talk about being naked, that's actually meaning getting before. I often tell people, what you see is what you get. This is the real deal. This is it. If you don't like this, it ain't a second. <laughs> and then his disciples, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is indeed plentiful. You know what I've seen? Let me, let me stay in the screen. Amen. You know what I've seen? I, I've seen uh, the people that I have around me is supposed to be my disciples, the people that I've been teaching the Word of God about the things of God and the purpose of God and the will of God and the plan of God, they're with me, but they're looking for someone else to come. They're looking for God to send someone else, someone else, someone else, and they're looking for God to, I got into this. I got out and started preaching, and these preachers were telling me about all their members that uh, had given big, big money to the church, and they had no problems. And I'm starting praying, praying, God, give me some members like them. 
And one day I was listening to a preacher that was in Florida somewhere. Uh, I can't think of his name. He was a real famous preacher. And he said, you have to grow what you want. Did you hear what I said? You have to grow what you want. I am a blessed man, but I have two millionaire sons. Say to somebody, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. Now, I didn't say I was a millionaire. I said I was a blessed man, but the apple don't fall too far from the tree. I take $100 around with me at all times to take a rich man to dinner. Every year, I usually have at least two dinners with Bishop Bronner, place of his choice. But I'm always going to pay for it. I'm not going to let him pay for it. You know why? Because I'm going to school. I didn't go to a Bible training. Here I am with a great apostle. I can almost sit at the table and find my mouth somewhere way to shut up. And let the man talk and see what he's going to teach me today. Hello? Doctor, uh, doctor, Colonel Sanders was a very, very wealthy man. How many knows that? How many has ever ate his chicken? Yeah. He was a well-known singer, gospel singer, said to his pastor, I preached in his church there in Louisville, Brother Bob Rogers, and said to Brother Bob, would you connect me with Colonel Sanders? That's, that's where Colonel Sanders got saved. He said, yeah, I can arrange that. So he asked Colonel Sanders, he said, well, tell him come to my house. He said, I want to, the, the singer said, I want to learn from him what I can learn from him if I could sit at his feet. So he went to his house and the, the gospel singer was busy talking about who all he knew and all the songs he wrote and this and that and the other that he was famous. Colonel Sanders got up and started up the steps. And the gospel singer says, oh, where are you going, Colonel Sanders? He said, I'm going to bed. He says, you going to bed? Yes, I'm going to bed. He said, I thought you wanted to talk to me. He said, when you get ready to listen, call me. <laughs> then he said to his disciples, that's Jesus talking. One is you got to have somebody to listen if you're going to be a, a teacher of disciples. If you're going to be a disciple, you have to have somebody over you. He had already got someone here already for the assignment. He went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with. Did y'all catch that word? What does it say? Did it say working with Jesus? Jesus could do it all by himself because he was a supernatural man. He could twick, twickle his nose like bewitch. He could do some kind of spin around and get it done. But he didn't come to do it. He let them do it. You're never going to teach it. The book of Acts says, 
that he that what, what, the very first book of Acts, uh, the very first first, all the things that Jesus did and taught. You know the principle of Jesus doing it, then teaching it. I've been wanting one of them little lights that's oh you put it in the corner now. That's what they did. But you you know when you get ready, I want you to put it really big. When you're getting ready from a shot, put the whole screen full, you know, the TV screen. The, the, I, I want them to see the clock, to know it's about time to shut up. It's 29 minutes. He gave me, he must have given me 30 minutes. I got 20, eight, 28 minutes left. I can read. And I, over in, over in um, uh, uh, Nigeria, I go to the church where they ring a bell. Now, I had no problem with that, but the bell ringer went to sleep. And he woke up, and for whatever reason, I was about 15 minutes into my message, and they gave me an hour. And he went to sleep, and for whatever reason, he started ringing that bell. <laughs> and I said to people, folks, I don't mind the, the bell ringer, but would y'all give him a clock? <laughs> he said to the disciples, the harvest is indeed plentiful, but the labors are few. That's them disciples. What's few is them disciples. He's talking to the disciples. We need you to go to work. We need you. You don't have to look for something. Be here to do something. Brother Chuck Thomas told me, he said he had a number of families that had left him over the years that went to Bishop Bronner's church or Clevel Dollar's church or somebody's church. And, and he asked them, uh, why are you leaving? Well, we want to be used. Well, you, you never will find a church that can need you more than a small church. A big church won't even know you're there. I guarantee whoever died here, Bishop Brunner won't know him. He may know his name because somebody gave him a name. I'm not saying that to be love my bishop. I'm just saying you can get lost in a crowd. You get lost in a crowd. If you want a relationship with God, a relationship with people, stay with a small group. Now, the small group ain't going to stay small long, I'll tell you that. But I can promise you, you'll find your minister there. You'll find what God wants for it. For he said, the harvest is indeed plentiful, but the laborers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to force out and to thrust laborers into harvest. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. Say it, the camels are coming. You got to get the book to read it. That meaning don't mean nothing, but you read the book, you'll say, oh, wow, I got a hold of me something here. I want to read, I had another uh, 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 scripture that I want to read from Isaiah, but I changed it. I want to go back to that same chapter, reading from a different ver version. Mark, Mark 16, verse 15, he said, said to them, go into all the world and preach publicly openly the good news. What did he say? He said, and he said, go into the, all the world and preach, preach and publish openly the good news, the gospel to every creature of the whole human race. Somebody said, preach to creatures too. 
He who believes, who inherit to and trust in and rely on the gospel and him whom is set forth and is baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe, who does not inherit and who uh, uh, to, to and to trust in and rely on the gospel in him whom is set forth will be condemned. I had a preacher preaching for us uh, last week or sometime, Bishop, uh, our, our Bishop um, Hall from Toledo, Ohio. And while he was preaching, he was sharing a little story about that he had offered the uh, individual uh, the gospel and uh, the man refused it. And so he said, well, if you want to go to hell, go to hell. Well, someone was listening on the video. And he, he preached for an hour, 10 minutes. But the only thing that person heard on that video was what that comment that uh, the bishop said, if you want to go to hell, go to hell. That is exactly what Scripture said here. Go and preach everywhere the gospel and baptize them. And um, if they don't receive, then their penalty is eternal death. You can put hell there. If they ain't going to receive it, you might well go on. I don't care how you say it. If they don't receive it, they ain't going to. He said, and, and these attesting signs, watch, I like this. These attesting signs will accomplish those who believe. Did you hear that? These attesting signs. Everywhere they go, the signs will go with them. I don't know how many times I've had people to stop me and say, you're a preacher. Now, I don't walk around saying, praise the Lord, hallelujah, <laughs> my God. Many cases, I try hard not to let somebody know I'm a preacher. When I'm fixing to go leave Friday for South Africa was, is about an 18-hour flight just to get from Atlanta to Johannesburg, and then I got fly to Durban and from Durban to Cape Town and from Cape Town to uh, Ghana, West Africa, and I try not to tell anybody I'm a preacher. Because many cases, what they want to do is get into debate with you that they're really not interested in anyway. Sort of like an a, a, a atheist got on the airplane with this little boy. The little boy had a Bible. And the atheist decided to start a conversation. He says, um, he says, uh, son, what you got here? He says, my Bible. And the atheist said to the little boy, do you believe what's in that Bible? He said, yes, I believe what's in the Bible. And uh, the... Uh, Atheists decided to set a quiz up and ask the little boy a question. He says, no, the little boy said, oh, let me ask you a question. And the little boy says, a cow poops a, a puddle. A goat poops a different kind of pile. A rabbit poots little bitty piles. Can you give me an answer to that? And the atheist says, I do not know the answer to that. 
And the little boy said, why should I have a conversation with you when you don't know crap from crap? Don't y'all tell you nobody, my wife, I'll get up here talking like this. He says, uh, and these attesting signs will accomplish. You don't have to worry about it. They don't, they'll say, oh, you're a preacher, you're a pastor. They'll sense it. These attesting signs will accomplish, accomplish those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. When I went to Africa, I had heard, heard about all this demology and, 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 and witchcraft and things like that. And, and I seen it firsthand. And they were having a, a gathering of people on the road. And I said, what's that? They said, well, that's traditional worship. I said, what is traditional worship? They said, well, this devil, what, what we would call devil worship. I said, stop the car. They said, what? I said, stop the car. Why you want to stop the car, Bishop? I said, I've heard about devil worship. I've never seen it. I want to see if it's real things, people floating in the air, and I want, I want to see if all that stuff happens. And I st they stopped the car, and I got out. And they had two big ladies, older ladies, that uh, probably was a model in the earlier days, but this time they, their, their boobies hung down about their knees. And they didn't have nothing on. So you can imagine what I was looking at. I thought this is interesting. It looked like a Pentecostal church, except the women did have clothes in a Pentecostal church. They were jerking and jiving. I stood there and looked and looked, and uh, this man came out, the witch doctor came out with an old shotgun. It was an old-looking shotgun. And I jumped in the car, and I said, let's go. They said, are you scared? I said, no, I'm not scared. I've got no reason to be scared, but... That man with that shotgun made shoot at the wrong person. I'm the whitest man here. He may get back for all his ancestors. I don't worry about demons. Demons do exist. But the Bible said demons has to submit to the authority. And if I have the authority, I don't have to run around trying to on people. Jesus didn't take a whole lot of time with devils. He just spoke it, and they had to go. They were speaking new languages. How many knows that's in the Word? They would pick up serpents. I'll leave that on those that wants to do it. And if they drank any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will get well. Pre big preacher got sick and died in Atlanta. Big well-known preacher. And he called this healing preacher in, come to his house personally. This man has been known all over the world to heal people. And he called, I'm not criticizing, I'm just trying to show you a point. He called this man that was well known to come and heal him. I don't blame him. If I'm sick, I want him too, like a best specialist. But he didn't get healed. And the big preacher says, the pastor that died, did die later, he said, why is it that some people only get the healing minister working in big crowds? If you got a real healing ministry, it ought to work anywhere. I was going down the road. I was in um, Dothan, Alabama. I'm going to Panama City, Florida, not to swim, but to preach. 
I seen a sign on the church, Christ Church. I've heard of those all over the world, Christ Church. They, they're just a name. It's not an organization. And on that sign, Fuchsia's Picket is going to be teaching here. Wasn't about four cars out there in the parking lot. For a Fuchsia's Picket is about the best Bible teacher you can find anywhere. And I put the brakes on and turned up in that parking lot, and I became the fifth car on the parking lot. And I walked in that place, and when I walked in, it was a big building. It must have been five people sitting around. And there's Fuchsia's Picket live, not a video, but live. And I set myself down. I sat close to the front. I wanted to hear what this woman had to say. And that woman taught me more in 30 minutes than a Bible school could have taught me in 15 years. And she said, the Bible teaches that we have the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost have gifts. We don't have a gift. The Holy Ghost have a gift. It's the Holy Ghost of God working in you that makes it happen. We have to understand as we're going, the Holy Spirit of God working in us as we go. It ain't that we've got to give. i got to give. I can do anything I want to. Choo, 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 choo. Choo, 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 choo. Boom, 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 boom. And you got a, you got a responsibility. Because if you got a gift for healing, people got to get healed. If you got a gift of miracles, go down to the graveyard, uncover them jokers, and pull them out. I'm getting too plain. I'm trying to make some sense out of this thing. Some of this stuff don't make sense. Why is it they can do it and I can't do it? I heard their stories. I've been where they're at. I've seen what they've done, and I haven't seen nothing. When we got back home, they told all kinds of stories. What kind of miracles took place? I'm not playing that down. I'm just saying that as they went, as they went, with the Holy Spirit was with them, signs following. That works. It happens. But don't mix up who's the ones doing it. I can't heal you. Somebody said, are you a faith healer? I said, no, I'm not a faith healer. But you pray for the sick. I said, I preach, for the I preach the gospel, but I don't save nobody. I'm not a savior. That making sense? I preach Jesus saves, but I'm not the savior. I preach Jesus heals. He's the healer. Is this making any sense? I'm feeling something. I may not. I may run across that clock. Y'all better pull that thing. Maybe put a stop to it. I'm feeling something. It's getting up in here now. If you got the gift of discernment, discern the business deal. Go down to Las Vegas. And 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 and, and uh, what's the what is the? Uh, been a long time since I gambled, but I had gambled. Not as a preacher. I got a twin brother. He does it now. I said, how much you win? <laughs> what, is it, what is it called when you just got three cars? 
Blackjack. See there, she'd been down there. I knew, I knew when she got up here in gospel, she wasn't a church member. I knew when she got up here and said what she said, she was she ain't always been in church. It's all right, come on. Me and you probably me and you probably at the same club. <laughs> if you got the gift of deserve it, go down there and read the cards. You'd be rich tomorrow. Anybody hear what I'm saying? But if I go in the Holy Ghost, if I walk in the Holy Spirit, the signs will follow me, not because I did something, because he did something. I don't, I don't, if I don't take on ownership to it, I don't have to be responsible to it. Is that making any sense, big man? Ooh, I feel something up in here. Mark, you, what, did you, what did you bring into this place? This is not the same place I was two years ago, three years ago. I know you kept me hid. He's, he's, I ain't but five miles down the road. I could, I could come 21 times in, in, in a year. It wouldn't bother nobody, but I'm just five miles down the road. He ain't called me up here. Mama, Ma, I was going to tell my mom. I was going to tell my mama, if you don't, don't let me up there, let's put his butt down. Just teasing. So they went out and preached everywhere while they kept working with them, while the Lord kept working with them, confirming the message by the attesting of the signs. Did y'all hear what that word said? You know, in the Old Testament, the woman owed a big debt. Her husband, the Bible says, she said her husband was faithful to God. Faithful to God. And he was an honorable man, a man of good character. But he is dead, and the creditors is here. The creditors is here to, to claim the debt. And the prophet says, what you got in the house? She said, I don't have nothing but. What you got on the food pantry? Nothing but. What you got on the shelves? Nothing but. What's going to happen? But, 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 but. She, the prophet said, well, bring the all. No, no. Bring the pots and go out through the community and borrow all the oil you can find. When there is no more vessels, the Bible said the oil stopped. Can you hear what I'm saying? Then the man of God told the woman, go and sell the oil and pay your debts. Point to be said, when the need is met. There's no reason for more oil. Well, let me, let me, can I help you one more time? And, I, and I'll be quick in five minutes, I promise you, brother. If that clock's right. Jesse went, Samuel went to Jesse's house to find the next king. And they checked every boy in that house and all of them looked appealing, but none of them was for, ready for the oil. 
You didn't hear what I said. They all look good, Brother Mark. They were dressed and so you, you said it right, buddy. God said, get all them old clothes because he wants to put you with some clothes that fits a king. Mm. This thing get heavy. Finally, the prophet says to Jesse, Jesse, you got any more sons? And, and the father didn't have no confidence in him. Now, listen, I'm a bastard child. I never knew my dad in my life. Hope I don't offend you. They called me that all my life. I thought that was my name. And when your mama don't believe in you, your daddy, I never seen my daddy, but the man I called daddy didn't believe. And Jesse says, anybody else here? And, 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 and Samuel says, anybody else here? And Jesse says, well, we do have a boy down there keeping sheep. Benny Hinn said this. I didn't say it. He said, before you call people, your sheep, smell them. They're going to either smell like sheep crap or something, and you will smell the same way. If you ain't got close enough to them to smell like them, they ain't yours. So Jesse, Samuel said to Jesse, get him. Bring him. When he got there, the prophet seen him and pulled out the oil bottle and started pouring the oil on the king. He didn't look like a king. He didn't talk like a king. He didn't dress like a king. But the prophet knew that he was the king that God had assigned him. Let me tell you something. Oil, listen, it's time for oil to flow. It's time for the oil to flow. It's the, you listen. You're, the oil that belongs to you will not be poured on somebody else. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna try to stop. I've seen Mark said it. Well, seen so Pastor Mark uh, Kathy would whoop me for that one there. And don't you tell her I called you uh, Mark. It's, it's so many people. Uh, who, who's your pastor? I asked a man the other day. I've been seeing him around the Tallapoos a little bit, and uh, he was trying to teach me a piano, a guitar. And I had him at my house, and I seen him at Walmart. I said, he was at another little church down the country the other day last time. I said, where are you going to church now? Are you still down there? No, he said, I'm going to three churches. I said, three churches. And it just jumped out of me. I shouldn't have said it, but I did it anyway. I said, the Bible said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You got three churches. You screwed up. <laughs> am, I, am I preaching okay? Am I pre As they went... Signs followed them. Listen, you don't have to worry about the debt. You don't have to worry about the debt. You don't have to worry about money. You don't have to worry about money. Money goes where faith is. I'm fixing to leave here on Friday. On my trip, it's going to cost me, just the plane fare, it's going to cost me close to $4,000. I don't have four thousand dollars. Usually, my wallet is fat with hundred dollar bills, but I will let you examine them today to see if the evidence proved true. I think I got six dollars in there. 
I have given it all away. Brother Dale Carver, he's going to another part of Africa. He leaves today. I, I said, well, let me, let me show. I gave him $500. Brother Charles Boulder is going to meet me in um, Ghana, West Africa. I said, let me show into this. I gave him $500. The man that wrote my book for me, I said, he, I said, how much I owe you? He said, you don't owe me nothing. I believe in you. I said, I don't do business that way. This is you, $500. I mean, no, the, the wallet is going flat. But the airplane tickets done been bought. <laughs> I'm a man of integrity. Amen. Now, I just came to tell you, You've already spoken wonderful things in this room already before I got up here. I like how you did the worship. I'll have to send my worship minister up here and say, look, we can't do without the musicians. <laughs> you know, the musicians think there's something else. They'll just show you how much you important they are. They'll just stay out about 15 Sundays on you right in a row <laughs> and not even call you. But boy, you turn that music on, you can turn, you turn anybody you want on that thing. Yeah, don't you have to pay them. I feel the prophetic. I feel the Lord wants to speak to you. Are you, you this family on the front row there, are y'all part of this church? Are y'all members of this church? You've been here long? How long have you been here? Okay, well, <clears throat> this is what I feel in the Holy Spirit when I was thinking. Um, you're you are the caliber of people. You are the measure bar that God wants to bring into this place and the ones that is in this place to grow up to this standard. They have to. I have grew millionaires. And I can tell you, I don't know if you're a millionaire present day, but you will be. Amen. Amen. You, you will be. I had one of my members the other day gave me, sister, you're talking about, you're wondering where it's going to come? One of my members gave me right at $50,000 the other day from a church. And the other one, because at the end of the year, gave 10000 Two of my members gave more than my whole church did. You follow me? But I've taught my people to give and have a standard, a bar. They're going to see the oil on you and want your oil. And there's nothing wrong with finding out, are they yours? Are they a part of this? If this is the place they're supposed to be. Because, you know, I found out lazy people don't want to be around prosperity people. You hear people talk about uh, putting down prosperity people. I can promise you the only reason why is because they're jealous. A person's stupid, they don't want money. Because money, the Bible said, answers all things. It answers your food bill, your doctor bill, your gross bill. A woman told me yesterday, I was having her help me out cleaning floors, and when I went to pay her, I, she only worked six hours, and I paid her two times as much as I told her to pay her. And she said, but uh, my light bill is $500. I said, well, I ain't going to pay your light bill. 
I'm just not going to pay you light bill. You should have been working. You think you're going to work six hours and get $500 out of me? You got nothing coming. My dear sister, it's supernatural. You're the, you, you've worked thus far by faith, and faith has brought stuff on the shelf. I heard you say it, and I know that. You and Kathy just alike. You don't go out begging, but the faith. But, but God's bringing a different level of even what you're doing, different level of people that's donating. You know, some people donate stuff just want it out of the house. Somebody says, I got some clothes I want to give to the church. I said, keep them. Don't you go over to Apple and, and, and give clothes away? I said, sure don't. No, I don't, I don't do that. And one of the reasons I don't do it, because I don't want to take a bunch of people raggedy clothes somewhere and say, God sent this to you. I don't insult God like that. Bread is stale. We had the food bank too. They ain't going to eat it, but they want you to eat it. But point to be made, it's changing right now. Today, it's changing. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.